Welcome to the Fitz Group Podcast for its members and our community at large. Our desire is to create a connection with our audience, communicate through seasons of transition, and empower you to make your business all you dreamed it would be. Join us now for the next episode of the story that will be told with our hosts, Fitz and Heather. Welcome back. We are so glad that you are joining us again today. And um, today we're going to talk about um, whenever you kind of, as a leader in your organization or in your business, you feel this sense of change, you feel a need for change. We're going to talk about how you decide to make change and then how you communicate that to your team or to your business. Uh, You know, I think as leaders, Um, we often, it's a sense, it's a feeling, like something's not quite right and we need to change. I think the larger your business or your organization is, the fewer the changes you can make without affecting the overall health of your business. Um, I think the smaller it is, you know, the more changes you can probably make at a faster pace. Mm. Um, Like you used the example earlier, you're talking about you can turn a jet ski faster than you can a a battleship. battleship. Um, (coughs) So same idea here when we're talking about the power of change. However, just like seasons, there there is often and always going to be times and seasons for very necessary change. Um, So we're just going to talk about that today, about how you make that decision, and again, how we talk to our teams about it. Yeah. So start with how do you make a decision? Um, Here's what I believe to be true. The way I make decisions and the way I teach, it's it's, uh, assuming you're dealing with an adult. We're adults, right? So what I'm going to do first is gather the info, gather my my evidence i like to call it from various sources multiple sources be careful who you're getting your evidence from make sure it's a subject matter expert you know a SME. make (laughs) sure that you're you're getting that that information from somebody who knows what they're talking about not somebody who slept at a holiday inn express last night or watched a netflix video about it we want to talk to somebody who has some experience in this decision that we need to make now once you do that it's kind of like developing a court case Uh, you're gathering all the evidence and now you're going to present it to the judge. Well, you're the judge in this scenario. So you're going to lay the evidence in front of you. A lot of it's just written. uh, Hopefully it's not just, oh, he said, and maybe you're just going to look at all of it and, and kind of, kind of get a theme coming from that. If you're just getting it from one person, you may not have enough evidence to give you a good broad spectrum of what's really happening there uh, or what needs to happen. And so you, 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 you have that. Now you're looking through all that evidence and you start thinking through the pros and the cons. Okay, if I make this decision for my business, for my family, if I make this decision, what, what good's going to come from it? And what are the negatives they're going to come from? And maybe at this point, you're kind of going, well, this person said something about this. I'm going to go back to them and ask them that question again and, and, or, or ask it a different way to, to see if I can't get more information there so I can make a more informed decision. We, we've talked about this in momentum, like uh, to stay in a doom loop is, is reacting without understanding. What you're trying to do by gathering this evidence is gathering an, an understanding of what's going on and what are the pros and cons of what what it looks like going forward if you make XYZ decisions. All right, well, here's a catch though. Everything I just described, there's contemplators out there in the world who, who, who could possibly 
get caught up in thinking about it too much. Uh, if you deliberate too long, you may miss an opportunity, right? Uh, and, and on the other hand, there's movers like me who may deliberate too short and really make a horrible decision and go into a battle and you forgot the ammunition. So there is a balance between the two. I think that's really one of the great things about me and you is, is you think you think we would say it, just go with this. OK, don't be offended. You think too much and I don't think enough. But together we think just right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, that's kind of putting us both down. But together we're stronger. Uh, and so but it's true and, and, and it helps us out. But it's a real <laughs> I'm trying to give you a heads up. Don't think too long. Don't think too short. Make that decision. And really, when you're about. 75, 80% sure of a decision, it's time to go ahead and pull the trigger. And now you're going to have to live with the decisions that you made. Mm -hmm. Live with the outcome. I think this is one of those things that separates children from adults is accountability, not age. It's accountability. I made this decision. I'm going to live with the good, the bad, the ugly that comes from it. Uh, that's why I, I tell a lot of people that I coach, like when, when you see success, I don't need any of that on me. You made the decision and you saw the success. I was a piece of helping you gather that evidence. The same thing, if you make a wrong decision or a decision I don't agree with and you fail, that's not, that's not on me either. Because you made the decision, you're accountable to that, you gathered the evidence and you move forward with that mm -hmm. uh, in mind and, and knowing that you're willing to live with the outcome. Yeah, well, I think that ability to feel the pain, I mean, that's where I think somebody mm. like me who tends to overthink and I'm too slow sometimes in making choices or decisions, it's because I don't cope as well with feeling the pain of regret mm. when I made a choice. So I really, really like to make good decisions, uh, but oftentimes it actually ends up costing me um, because I didn't move fast enough. Mm. Um, so I think that's such a great point because some people, um, I think naturally can face the consequences, um, or maybe they blissfully ignore them somehow. Um, <laughs> but typically they're, 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 when every time you, you're taking change, we want to make change because we believe it's for the betterment of the organization. Mm. Yeah. But sometimes we have to recognize, um, we have to be willing, like you're saying, to live with those results. Um, but then once you decide, hey, I, I'm, I'm ready to make a change, the question is how do we communicate to those that are following us? How do we communicate to um, the key leaders in our organization? I think it's very important that first of all, you get their input in the process. Yes. Especially your, you've got, you know, you've got your core, you've got committed, you've got your crowd of any um, team or organization. So those people who are your core individuals, they help turn the head of the monster. So again, if your business is larger, you have a larger core of people because they have influence with, um, they each have their pockets of influence within your organization, mm. right? Mm. So it's important that you've gone to them and you get their buy-in, you get their input so that as we are moving forward in change, they are helping um, in that, helping in spreading the word, communicating the vision into the organization at large. Uh, I think that we've seen this done, you know, we've seen this done um, 
well where people get the input. We've also seen it done where people will move without getting the input. And oftentimes it, it's costly in that decision making. It makes it harder to, like you can, it makes me think of that um, statement of uh, when you make somebody do something against their will, they're of the, the same opinion still. Right. So um, that's why it's so important that we get the buy-in of our team. I think the other thing then is when you're communicating this, this message at large, when you're saying, okay, here's a change that we would like to make or that we feel like is for the betterment of our organization, it's very important that you go back to the vision of why these people are following you to begin with. You know, um, for example, like in our business, if, if our vision is we, our plan and our desire is to help you make money. Yeah. Well, then we're always going to go back to this. We believe this change is going to help make you more money. Yep. Um, it's important that you understand where your people think you're going, where they thought you were going, <coughs> and how to adjust their thinking to where you are now going. Mm. Um, it's important that you help them see themselves in the future with this new change or vision and how it is going to make it better for them. Um, and I think oftentimes when it's genuine, when they can tell you're genuine in your belief in that, and they feel um, free to articulate how they feel about the change, um, typically then you can help them move forward in a positive manner. Yeah, I think that um, when you were talking just now, I thought you were about to say it. And I was like, we didn't even talk about that. But we're going to say the same words. And then you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like um, you know, when you're going to the getting the buy-in and, and, and getting feedback from people, um, I, I love allowing the debate. I love allowing the conversation. But a, a, as a leader, you know, like I think about our family and where we're going to go have lunch after church. You know, that's a constant debate on Sunday. Where we're we gonna go have lunch? We're we gonna go home. We're we gonna whatever. And and it's and we've commented like this is not really a democracy. We're getting your input, but we're mom and dad. Like we're gonna we're gonna pull the trigger <laughs> and on we're this. We're paying the bill. But it, when you're you know and step out of that for ex, for the, that example and go back into the business world, um, when I am reaching out to the core of our team, and I'm I'm bouncing stuff off of them what I'm hoping to uncover is any blind spots I may have. That's right. Is there something that I'm not seeing? Is there something I don't understand? Because this seems really clear. Oh, yeah, Fitz, there's this over here. Oh, I didn't think about that. I totally missed it. That's huge in getting that buy-in. But then uh, if, if that scenario plays out, let's say I have this idea, I bounce it off the team, they come back with, here's some things you're not seeing or some things you're not thinking about. Now I have a, a more complete picture. If I make it now a decision that includes some of their input, they feel like they had the opportunity to shape that decision mm -hmm. as opposed to being told what to do. That's right. Um, I, I've, I've been part of leadership teams where unilateral decisions were made. And you know what? There were times unilateral decisions were 100% right. But because nobody had an opportunity to help shape that decision, or at least feel like we had an That's opportunity right. to shape the decision, it, the decision failed because there was no buy-in there. Nobody felt like they had a part and an ownership in that decision. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Anything to add? No, I mean, I, I, that's <laughs> where I think, I think that's really probably a, just a perfect nugget and a way to end it is when you want to implement change in your organization, um, 
it is so important that you capture the hearts of the people following you. Oh yeah. I mean, that is what is going to determine the success of that change. And, um, and that starts really with in the power of communication and how you're going to communicate with them. Yep. Hey, now that you know, you, you know. know.